Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. And uh, good morning at you. It's uh, April 5th. It's uh, freezing and snowing. So uh, I would hazard to say that this is going to be one of those years where we're going to go directly from freezing and snowing to 88 and humid or something, and spring will be a no-show. <laughs> oh, well. So anyway, here we are. Uh, I can no longer say the Pirates are the only undefeated team in uh, baseball, but they were for a day. <laughs> and that was pretty cool for as long as that lasted. Um, so, I don't know where to start. That was close to a sigh, but it was not a sigh. It was a, it was a sort of large exhalation, but I don't count that one as a sigh. It was getting there, though. Uh, I came upon, on Twitter, a, uh, recording of a speech. Not a speech. It's actually an interview that Martin Luther King is giving to uh, some reporter for one of the network NBC, and um, I thought it was the most. <laughs> he's just responding to a question, and the question is a stupid question. Like, how come you black people haven't you know like managed to integrate you know pulled yourself up and like every other immigrant group that has come here i mean just if the reporter had thought twice about the fact that he said immigrant group that's come here he would have realized that they weren't an immigrant group right but to watch dr king barely flinch <laughs> i thought i saw a slight uh, but then to go on and respond to this guy. And the audio is very hard to understand, and that is why they have actually put uh, closed captioning up. Um, so if you don't mind, because I don't think it'd be hard to hear, if you don't mind, I'm just going to read the closed captioning as I play this on my own phone. It's, it's about two minutes. But wow, and I never heard this. Just think, um, I, the clarity, the eloquence, ad lib of this man. The date uh, is 1963, so this would have been the year that he was, um, no, not assassinated. Okay, here we go. Uh, so the, the NBC guy is asking him this absurd question, and Dr. King is <laughs> is trying hard not to punch him, and here's what he says. White America must see that no other ethnic group has been a slave on American soil. That is one thing that other immigrant groups haven't had to face. The other thing is that the color became a stigma. American society made the Negro's color a stigma. America freed the slaves in 1863 through the Emancipation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln, but gave the slaves no land or nothing in reality to get started on. 
At the same time, America was giving away millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest, which meant there was a willingness to give the white peasants from Europe an economic base, and did it refuse to give its black peasants from Africa, who came here involuntarily, in chains, and had worked free for 244 years, any kind of economic base. And so emancipation for the Negro was really freedom to hunger. It was freedom to the winds and rains of heavens. It was freedom without food to eat or land. It was freedom and famine. And when white Americans tell the Negro to lift himself up by his own bootstraps, they don't look over the legacy of slavery and segregation. Now, I believe we ought to do all we can and seek to lift ourselves by our own bootstraps. But it is a cruel jest to say to a bootless man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps. And many Negroes by the thousands are bootless, have been left bootless as a result of all these years of oppression, as a result of a society that deliberately made his color a stigma and something worthless and degrading. Oh yeah, there it is. And I must say, I, I was, I was uh, you know, speaking in my voice, uh, Dr. King's voice, it, it, throughout that whole wonderful uh, explanation, was, um, so, it was very, very quiet and slightly modulated. It was like a, it was like a, t a a father's tone in trying to explain something to a child. It was. And you realize how many Americans still don't get that. And I had never seen anybody um, make that point. I'm sure it has been made, but it's something I missed, that at the very time we supposedly freed the slaves, giving them absolutely nothing to get a start. We were handing acres and acres of land to white people with nothing or not much so that they could get a toehold. And, wow. So, there it is. I, I just, <laughs> the willful stupidity and uh, ignorance of uh, white America uh, to this issue is, is, is so... They don't know what it is about people and their needs. I, there's like a party going on out here. It is really annoying me. I guess I'll try to uh, not be annoyed and um, later uh, deal with it so that it doesn't happen again. Uh, okay. I... I want to start with this uh, fact that we're sending the National Guard 
out to protect our border because of a threat, supposedly. <laughs> the threat is this caravan. When I first started hearing about the caravan, I thought, what the hell is, what are they talking about? And of course, there was the president's tweets that were uh, doing it. And he, of course, had uh, gotten his uh, information from an unreliable source, namely Fox News. And Fox News had been whipping its uh, its audience into a froth uh, about this caravan, a caravan of over a thousand people heading north, intending to invade our country, essentially. Freeloaders, rapists, murderers, who knows? And the president swallows all this whole and then, you know, ends up actually calls out the troops. The facts, of course, bear little resemblance to the picture that Fox and the gullible audience, including its president, swallow whole. I'm looking at a picture of part of the people who make up the um, these marauding uh, I don't know how much this is going to show it's black and white and it's a very it's a thing it's full of people in this picture Amy can you tell me if this is showing at all up I mean I don't know what you're seeing but I'm seeing mostly little children and their harried mothers and um, a young man or two. And in fact, again, facts being not something that is trafficked in by the, uh, the right. It is believed, let me get the numbers, that the caravan initially had over a thousand people in it. Some have dropped off because what happens, th these caravans have happened for years around this time, in the spring, even though it doesn't seem like spring here, in the spring. And it is people who have been given no other alternative. Uh, many of them are fleeing the threat of death. Many are fleeing uh, a future of deprivation, no jobs. They, most of them are from Honduras, a country that is beset and besieged by, by gangs and, uh, and, and killers. Uh, one woman in the, uh, in the caravan told a reporter that a drug trafficker uh, had come on to her, essentially, and she had spurned him and he threatened her with death. And because these people often make good on their threats, she was in fear for her life and ran. And she said to the reporter this, and I think, again, Americans, just a lot of them simply have lost their humanity because she reminded us of something. She said, 
Who wants to leave their country? Who wants to leave the comfort of their own home, of their families? It's a very difficult thing. She was running for her life. She is running for her life. She's one of the young women on this caravan fleeing violence and poverty and seeking a better life for themselves and their children. And, of course, those are the same as our grandparents, great-grandparents, right? We are the offspring of people who did the exact same thing. And we are the beneficiaries of their courage and of their willingness to leave everything they knew for the hope of something better. And I just say this because the disparagement of refugees, essentially, because that's what these people are, the disparagement of refugees by people in sitting in the comfort of their own homes is indicative of a lack of common decency and humanity. That's just the start of the conversation. The false narrative of Fox News and the president is so outrageously false in this particular story that even a reporter for Breitbart, which is uh, not known as a reliable news source, a reporter for Breitbart, one Brandon Darby, became so disturbed by what Fox was putting out there and what the president was putting out there because he covers this issue. And here's what this Breitbart reporter said. I'm seeing a lot of right media cover this as a people coming illegally or as illegal aliens. That is incorrect. He posted this on Twitter. That is incorrect, he said. They are coming to a port of entry and requesting refugee status, and that is legal. Okay. So there's, there's the truth. And here's a Breitbart reporter so disgusted by the falsehoods and innuendo of Fox News and other right-wing outlets that he takes to Twitter to say, there's nothing illegal going on here. These people are coming. A lot of them, by the way, are not intending to go to the United States. They're just trying to get to Mexico. They peel off whenever they think. That's why there aren't as many of them now as what started out. They also travel in caravans for security. These are frightened people. 
they travel together. And so, this is a humanitarian story. This is a story of desperate refugees, most of them young, many of them children. Over two-thirds of the people in this caravan are children and their mothers, 700 of the people. And many of these children are literally babies. And this requires the United States of America to call out the military, women and babies, frightened women and babies. You know, you'll want to weep in shame. Now, there are many things to say about this, but I, I, I want to say that the, the cynical uh, people uh, in, at Fox News and in the White House and in the Republican Party see this story as a fine story because they figure and they know, because it's worked for them in the past, that this is how they whip up their base. They know that in order to get the, their electors out, that they've got to scare them out. And you scare them out by telling them about this invading army Never mind that easily half of them are sucking on pacifiers. This invading army. Because fear of the other, fear of especially the brown-skinned other, will always, always get them off their couches. And because we know, and we were talking to Jared Day about it yesterday, because there is this enthusiasm gap between Democratic voters and Republican voters heading into the midterm elections, the Republicans have got to get their people upset. Got to get them scared. Always works for them. Get them scared. And so... We have this, because most people don't pay any attention, really. Uh, most people would have a sense that there's this caravan of, like, scary people heading right toward us. And, of course, the president is calling out uh, the troops to protect us. And that is so far from reality. You know, these people in the caravan, they didn't know that they were causing this uproar. <laughs> they had more important things to think about, like how are they going to feed themselves. They come with nothing. They're hungry, literally. They don't have, the caravan doesn't have a food truck. Right now, they are holed up in a stadium 
with no shelter. They're sleeping on the ground, baking in the sun. And the stadium is uh, near a small town that, and the people in that small town are bringing them food and water. And let's figure that the people, the Mexican people in this small town don't have much. But what little they have, they're sharing with these poor, desperate people. And we, we, who have so much, should feel nothing but shame. So Fox News tells America that we are being invaded by hostile forces, foreign, illegal aliens. And the truth is, it's women and children, mostly. And they're frightened, and they're scared, and they're desperate. Because comfortable people don't pick up and leave their homes, their families, their country, their culture, everything they know. Desperate people do. People in need do. And that our country turns its back, and not only turns its back, but points its guns at these people, should make every American hang their head in shame. Simple as that. And if this is meant to spur some voters, the gullible, the haters, the racists, it should spur us as well, those who find this so shameful. We have got to show the world that most of America is not this ugly face that Fox and Trump is showing the world. Here's another quote from one of these marauding illegal would-be murderers and rapists. When they you know, reporters came down to interview him and they said, what's going on? I mean, all of a sudden we're, and they were told that the troops have been called out in the United States. Can you imagine? And they said, what? <laughs> what? We're just seeking asylum. And here's one who said, the truth is what we're looking for is a way to live in peace in tranquility, to have employment. In my case, all I am asking is an opportunity, a chance to work and help my family. Remember when we were the land of opportunity? We put ourselves out like that. We are the shining city on the hill. We are the land of opportunity. And people bought it. 
And now we're pointing guns at them? My grandfather could have said this. He came here penniless, looking for opportunity, willing to work. How about your grandparents? Hmm? Or parents or great grandparents, huh? I've given up trying to explain to some folks that it is that ingathering of immigrants that has made this country the great country that it was. I don't know what tense to use anymore. Was, I think. Oh, dear. So, I just have to say, and you know, you look, Fox News is, is, is such a despicable, un-American uh, propaganda outlet that um, I just, I've, the damage that it has done to our country, to our country's standing in the world, to uh, infecting the heads of gullible people, Tearing families apart, I know, in many cases. And as I said, when the history gets written, Roger Ailes, the genius behind Fox News, and all of these people, the Tucker Carlsons, the Hannitys, will go down in American history as some of the worst people who had no understanding of this country's greatness. None. Or these this country's founding principles. None. They will go down as the demagogic peddlers of falsehoods that they are. Tucker Carlson yesterday talking to a immigrant rights activist because they have not just ended up screaming at the guy, You hate America. the last refuge of a scoundrel. Nationalism dressed up to look like patriotism. Here's another right-winger, Fox News. This was on Fox. Anyone watching Fox would have heard this about the caravan. This is an organized plan and deliberate attack on the sovereignty of the United States by a special interest group. Now think of the millions of people who only get their news from these people. I bet they're scared. Who wouldn't be? My God, apparently we're being invaded. Unbelievable. Kathleen writes regarding what Dr. King, from my teens... I have revered Martin Luther King. His courage, his eloquence, his intelligence and insight are unsurpassed in American history. Your quote from him regarding the Emancipation Proclamation is one that I have never heard. 
me either. I'm aghast. I have been cheated. That quote is brilliant. He was an American of the highest order. My question to you and to the United States is, why didn't we learn any of this in school? Well, I didn't learn any of it in school because I was out of school before Dr. King showed up. The generation after me didn't learn a lot about it because, you know, again, I'm not going to get into stuff that I know you all know. But when Dr. King was assassinated, he was not, to most Americans, a great American. He was nothing but a black troublemaker. That's all he was. And if he hadn't been assassinated, if he, were, if he had gone on, believe me, he would have continued to be. We revere him because we killed him. That's how, you, that's how that works, I think. He's an extraordinary person. Extraordinarily eloquent. I know my son learned about Dr. King. But my guess is the way he is shown in history books, I mean that he is somewhat diminished. His, I, I would think his much of what he said doesn't make the cut. <laughs> uh, that's my guess. Because he was a real social justice warrior. I I don't know. I know my, my son did learn about him. My son learned about our history in a way that I did not. Which begot one of the funniest things he ever said to me when he said that he wanted to go for Halloween dressed as something really scary. And I said, what? And he said, a Jim Crow law. Now, I don't know if that was a, I mean, okay, so we were talking about Fox and the New York Times business section today uh, talks about, um, remember Bill O'Reilly? Yeah, one of the fine uh, members of uh, Fox primetime programming who got taken down finally by his um, sexual harassing of uh, women in his employ, or Fox's employ. Well, what has happened is uh, three of the women that um, he harassed are, uh, are now uh, back, and they're suing... Uh, to release themselves, much like Trump is being sued by women, to release themselves from these non-disclosure agreements. All of the women suing O'Reilly uh, signed such an agreement in order to get the millions of dollars that Fox was willing to pay out to shut them up. 
they are suing now because they say they have been slandered and libeled by O'Reilly and by Fox News um, by being called liars, by being called, uh, you know, gold diggers, uh, extortionists, all of that kind of stuff. So what happened is in the case of this suit, and this is why these suits against Trump are so potentially dangerous to him, the court said that you're going to have to, we need to see these agreements. And so these agreements now are revealed. And oh my God. These women, according to these agreements, were required to turn over anything audio recordings, their own diaries, pictures, anything that showed them in any way in a relationship with O'Reilly. In addition, listen to this, the disclosure agreements said that if any of these materials were to ever become public, she agreed that she would say that they were forgeries and that they were counterfeit. So she was forced to sign off on lying about, the not just not talking about it, but lying about it if there should be some public disclosure. Uh, astonishingly, the settlement agreements also show something so unethical it's beyond belief. One of the women's lawyers, actually more than one lawyer, the guys that were representing her when this agreement ended up getting signed, as soon as they got her to sign, they jumped over to provide legal advice to O'Reilly. They left the side they were on and went over to O'Reilly and they agreed in so doing not to represent other parties with sexual harassment claims against O'Reilly or Fox News. That's got to breach a major legal ethics requirement. I, it's beyond belief. O'Reilly, meanwhile, has said that he settled all of these disputes to, quote, protect his children. Oh, God. How despicable. To protect his children from the truth of what a vile, despicable human being their father is? How about not being a vile, despicable human being if you want to protect your children? So anyway, that has come out thus far about the O'Reilly NDAs. 
Um, and there is uh, no reason to uh, expect that we won't be seeing something similar in regard to these lawsuits uh, against Donald Trump for his sexual harassment. Uh, I mentioned yesterday when Jared Day was on that, um, you know, there'd been this wonderful indication of a blue wave that came out of Wisconsin. Um, actually, the first I saw it is when I got back um, from Chicago Sunday night. I happened to, on, I think on Twitter, I saw something about the fact that there was this election on Tuesday in uh, Wisconsin pitting a progressive woman uh, against a, you know, troglodyte uh, male. Um, and this is for a seat on the Supreme Court of Wisconsin. And that court is owned by the conservatives. It's less owned by the conservatives now uh, they still have a majority, but it's only a one-vote majority now. I immediately texted my sister, who had who had brought my mother home to Green Bay. They were in California for three months. And I said, tell mom, she's got to vote on Tuesday. Vote for the woman. She's the one you vote for. And Susan wrote back saying, thank you. When we drove in, we saw signs, and we didn't know what they were for. Well, that's what they were for. So, my, And I remember thinking when I did it, I thought, good. I got one vote for the woman. I didn't really think she could win, especially like, well, Green Bay, where I'm from, which is so Trump territory, it's ludicrous. Listen to this. She won in... Brown County, which is Green Bay, she won Brown County by 10 percentage points. I have to tell you, that is mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. I know that county. That's Trump territory. And he took it by more than 20 points. And here is a woman who ran, essentially, on a platform that was clearly anti-Trump and everything he stands for. And that the voters in Brown County, by 10 points, in, a special, in an election that garners next to no turnout, turnout was bigger than it usually is, of course, and also the county... Uh, south of Brown County, which is also, it's where Joe McCarthy came from, for God's sakes, is so right-wing. She won that by 14 points. Woo! Which is why, and I'm getting these numbers from the Wall Street Journal's editorial page today because they did an editorial on it calling it the Wisconsin Canary the proverbial canary in the coal mine, the warning, the warning to the Republicans of what is coming. And it's why you saw 
the Republican jerk Governor Scott Walker of the state tweeting out, guys, wake up, wake up. There's a blue wave coming, a blue wave coming. I know that county even better than I knew the congressional district that Connor Lamb took. It is as conservative as they come. They go 10 points. It's a 30-point shift in a little over a year. Wow. And here's what the Wall Street Journal says to its readers. What President Trump doesn't seem to realize is that a liberal tsunami in November could erase Republican control of many state houses and put Democrats in prime position to gerrymander maps after the 2020 reapportionment. Republicans are also defending 26 governorships this year. If Mr. Trump is the main issue on Election Day in November, says the Wall Street Journal, all the evidence now points to an electoral wipeout. But as I think Han Solo said in the first, don't get cocky, kid. Because I, yeah, it uh, it hasn't happened, and it ain't gonna happen till it happens. And the only way it happens is if our people don't think it will. Keep our energy up. Uh, speaking of energy, wow. With uh, Pennsylvania has one of the worst records um, in the country of electing women. I mean, we are, we, really, we are, I, the, the last time I really looked at the numbers, we were third from the bottom in terms of women in our uh, state legislature and congressional delegations. And I don't know that we're any better now. And we were keeping company with, you know, states that you do not want to keep company with. So, again, one of the things that Donald Trump has begot is this awakening of women. Of women feeling like, that's it. I ain't going to take it anymore. I'm jumping in. And there are now 147 women running for the state legislature in Pennsylvania. 147. I got to tell you, that is so much more than has ever, ever, ever happened. There's never even been 100 women. 147 women running. Now, a lot of them are really, really incredible long shots. But you know what? Some of them are going to win. And we're going to start pushing those 
guys out get them out that's a huge increase and again attributable to the horror of Donald Trump's presidency in large part but again I wanna clue you into something I saw because it also you know we talk about the O'Reilly thing and these women um, being subjected to what they were on the job it's not unusual um, it's more unusual than it used to be <laughs> because it used to be just the way it was any woman who dared work in a especially in a male dominated field was just uh, pretty much a piece of meat and had to had to deal with it because there was no such thing there was no not even any legal concept of sexual harassment but things are changing and yet things are so ingrained we've talked about this it's in the bone it's in the culture in almost every culture it's in almost every religion that women should submit that women are superfluous that women are weak that women are unclean and that's where I want to go with this story this comes out of Japan and this was at a sumo wrestling match and the mayor of the city was making some statements before the match got going and he collapsed and a lot of people you know surrounded him but a woman came running out of the stands and jumped into the wrestling whatever they call it I don't know it's a pit or whatever and saying I'm a doctor I'm a doctor let me and they the the men parted and let her through and she began doing CPR and the whole time she's trying to save this guy the PA announcer is screaming essentially for her to get out of the ring that women are not allowed in the ring please get out of the ring immediately could the women leave the ring because another woman came to so there were two women in the ring now it turns out women cannot be in a sumo ring because they are deemed unclean and uh, after the unclean woman uh, saved the mayor's life and after paramedics arrived and took him away she did leave the ring and do you know what the 
people who, I guess, oversee the ring did? They started throwing salt on the ring, which I guess is what you do to re-purify it or something if a woman has befouled it. Well, all hell has broken loose in Japan about this. Uh, I mean, it's it's one of those teachable moments, I guess. Um, one of Japan's largest newspapers uh, reported on the on the officials throwing lots of salt after the incident to purify uh, the ring after the women had befouled it. Um, Do you know that there are so many uh, traditions in Japan about how women must behave and what they can do and what they can enter and what they can this or that? Do you know women, uh, tradition says, are not to make sushi? So, I just got to say, I saw that and it reminded me of uh, a conversation I had just the other day with uh, a woman who had fallen in love with a, a Jewish guy and who was thinking of converting and who the guy took her to his rabbi here in Pittsburgh. And he was an, I can't believe he was, he was, it was an Orthodox rabbi. And she said the rabbi just like backed away from her. She said like I was like a rabid dog or something. I said, yeah, right. That's happened to me. That's happened to me too. Because in uh, my religion, when the Orthodox, those are the ones that really like follow every every little proscription ever written into, you know, these are the ones who, you know, don't eat certain things and don't do that and don't do this. There's over 600 rules they follow. And um, I guess, I don't know, is there a rule you don't touch a woman? Uh, because she might be, guess what, unclean. Now, what unclean means, of course, is that a woman is menstruating. And since you don't know if she's menstruating, you can't touch any of them. Just don't touch them. Even their own wives, they don't touch if they're menstruating. And after a period ends, women who allow themselves to live with these proscriptions have to go to a ritual bath to purify themselves. I know women who do this. I have more than once encountered where I've forgotten for a minute and held out my hand and seen a guy recoil. (laughs) 
I got to tell you, it is so extraordinarily off-putting. So this idea that we women are unclean, never mind that we're unclean, you know, we menstruate uh, because it's part of the process by which all you guys were able to be born. It's mind-boggling to me. But it shows how hard reaching some kind of equal level will be for women because the traditions, the cultures, the religion go back millennia, 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 and it all is about women somehow being less, being unclean. And it's like Dr. King said about a black person, that there was a stigma attached. And you don't get rid of stigmas like that. It takes hundreds of years, thousands of years maybe. And what freaks me out is how so many women are complicit in it. Even the Catholic Church not allowing women to be priests. Who said? A bunch of men. That's right. I I got to tell you, beware. If women really do come together and get their backs up, wow. It ain't like we're a minority. Wow. Caller, go ahead. Hello? Hi. Hi. I, I'll just say real quick, that's why I can't get into any religion at all I just uh, it, to me it's a bunch of bullshit and and I always think if there is a creator it's not religious there's no religion involved that's no. all bullshit man come up with and I, I'm probably pissing off a lot of callers but I just and I used to be Catholic I mean I went to church and I believe but I just cannot even put myself into that type of thing anymore I just I understand. There's too many things that I've seen in religion that just right. turns me off. I understand. I so. truly do. Thank you. What's that? I said thank you. Okay, thank okay. you. Okay, <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. Yeah, no, I I agree, and I, I know I don't mean to either. Um, it's just my strongly held opinion. Um. I identify as a Jew in a tribal kind of a way, not a particularly religious way. And uh, that also, though, is because of our history. And uh, it's my way of giving the finger to uh, anti-Semites, is to proudly be a Jew, even though I... The re- the religion itself, I mean, I nah, I don't buy the stories. I don't, I I really don't. Although I do want to say this, <laughs> some of the stories in the Bible have some have historical. Uh, there is evidence. It's not all totally. It's not made up. All of it. Um. I have a niece who who specializes in being able to, I mean, she reads cuneiform, which is the, you know, sort of like uh, hieroglyphics, but not. It's it's things that are 
were written in clay tablets in Babylonia. I don't know. She can read it. And amazingly, you can read, you can see contemporaneous accounts of certain battles that are in the Old Testament. <laughs> what you guys call the Old Testament. Right. So it's not, I mean, it's fascinating. That part is just fascinating. And there is history in it. And then there's lots of fake news. <laughs> there's lots of uh, totally made up or, you know, take a grain of truth and spin it off into who knows where. Um, and I will say that religions often do uh, help people uh, hew to a, uh, a a better way of, of living their lives that uh, they otherwise would not be they would not have had that um, structure. Um, but I think most people who profess uh, to be either Jewish, Christian, Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, they don't really uh, live by the precepts in their the, the, in their heart. And, um, uh, you know, that's more than following rules. Because I think all religions, if you boil them down to just an essence, I would hope that mainly what comes out is the golden rule, right? To treat others as you would wish to be treated. And if that's what the teachings of, you know, all of these different religions can like comfortably almost be boiled into, then of course uh, what, going back to our country and what we are doing to desperate people in need it ru runs against all religion. Because if we were desperate, if we were in need, we would want to be welcomed, not have and helped, not have guns pointed at us. It just astounds me how people can be so ugly and uh, inhumane and think themselves good Christians or good Jews or good Muslims. It's just mind-boggling mind to me. Anyway, there it is. Uh, that's all this unclean woman. Well, actually, now, see, I don't, I am past menstruation, so I think, you know, I can be touched. I can be touched. You will not be defiled. Seriously, I don't menstruate anymore. Yee-haw, by the way. Okay, that's it. Goodbye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.